0: to the Piney Pastors Podcast, the elders meeting after show where we hang out to discuss theology and issues relevant to covenant members at Piney Ridge Church in Wentzville, Missouri. It's like a Bible study, covenant members gathering, elders hangout, and talk show all wrapped up into one. And it's all about
1: making disciples of Jesus Christ. So grab another cup of coffee and let's get started. You ready, Jason? Sure. Okay. You didn't ask me if I was ready. <clears throat> well, I could tell you had You're ready busy. posture. Welcome back to another edition of the Piney Pastors Podcast here. Unless this is the first one. This morning, or yes, welcome to the Piney Pastors Podcast. Go. The man just speaking was Pastor Jason Myers. Also here is Pastor Steve Hopped and I am Pastor Nathan Smith. We are going to, in this episode, talk about the Sabbath. We are preaching through the Ten Commandments um, as at the time that we are recording this. Um, And so a couple weeks ago, Pastor Jason preached about the Sabbath and... Uh, the Ten Commandments found in Exodus chapter 20. I will just read the Fourth Commandment. The Fourth Commandment.
2: Verses 8 through 11.
1: Yes. Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Six days you shall labor and do all your work. But the seventh day is a Sabbath to the Lord your God. On it you shall not do any work you or your son or your daughter, your male servant or your female servant or your livestock or the sojourner who is within your gates. For in six days the Lord made heaven and earth, the sea, and all that is in them and rested on the seventh day. Therefore, the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and made it holy. Jason, can you, from your 40 to 45-minute message, give us a 30 to 45-second summary of your message of... Uh, how we should, as new covenant believers, um, think about the Sabbath,
0: no, okay,
1: but how about I will three try. or four minutes
0: okay um, yeah, so that there we've been talking about all the commandments of God, um, they have a, a general idea behind each one of them. We call it a principle, and that the principle of the fourth commandment. Is that we should re be um, oriented on, and we should the sabbath the point of the Sabbath was to reorient um, themselves on the Lord uh, by renewing their faithfulness to him and their faith in him, mm-hmm. so that is an enduring principle for all people in all times what we should be doing is orienting ourselves on god um, and uh, I said that in the, because of the new covenant, we should be focusing on. Christ, our, our, we should live a life, uh, a Christ-focused life um, with faith and faithfulness to him. Mm-hmm. And that because the um, Sabbath command itself, the precept, that is the specific command that was just read, is uh, was given to the Jews under the Old Covenant, and since we are no longer under the Old Covenant, in it we are in the New Covenant in Christ by faith that that is a is no longer um, something that we are bound to keep Mm -hmm. in part and i think maybe primarily because we see in exodus 31 and ezekiel 20 that the sabbath was given as a old covenant sign something Mm -hmm. that they were to um it was a sign for them uh them to god them to each other and them to the rest of the world that they belong to yahweh we have a um a different sign in the new covenant um, and it is not as though it's been replaced. It's just different. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, we do not believe that therefore the old covenant sign should be, uh, needs to be kept. Um, having said that, I think that there are maybe three big ideas that help. That was my summary, by the way, I stopped. Okay. So, so I,
1: summary yeah. done.
0: Um, <clears throat> I think that there are three things though, that maybe we could, uh, think about that help us in this. One is having a um, a healthy, clear, robust biblical theology. And when I say biblical theology, I mean as opposed to um, unbiblical. No, um, maybe systematic systematic theology. So, Steve, how would you describe systematic theology?
2: Systematic theology is uh, when you open up a book by Wayne Grudem <laughs> and read about various topics. So it's uh, so you and- know he. <laughs> if you take just a, a topic, it's, it's topical rather than t- kind of taking from the whole Bible. So yeah. if you want to know, uh, if you want to well, think about the theology of the attributes of God, for example. So that's going through Scripture, pouring through Scripture and finding out what does the Bible say yeah. about this topic. That's mm-hmm. kind of what systematic theology is about. And not, Nathan, not, not looking for the thread
0: of it through the whole Bible. and, and Right, yeah. yeah. So, Nathan, how would you describe biblical theology? Then?
1: Well, I think Steve just said it, or at least pointed there. You're looking for the thread of something throughout the whole Bible. So how uh, how does Scripture progressively reveal um, a truth about something? So right. uh, whether it's, you know, covenants, atonement. Um, the temple. Yeah, the temple. So there's um, themes. Right. Mm-hmm, yeah, themes sure. that are... And in uh, progressively more clear ways revealed throughout Scripture.
2: And even about uh, just what is biblical theology is about what is the big overarching theme of the Bible. Mm-hmm. Uh, one, James Hamilton says that it is God's glory and salvation through judgment. We went through the, what's the guy's name? Vaughn Roberts. Ron Roberts. And he talked about the the people of, God's people in God's place. Help me out. Living under God's rule. Living under God's rule and blessing. For God's glory, yeah.
0: Yeah. That was God's big picture, right? Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The book, yeah. So there's there's different um, layers or levels. You can go really high, like you just said, Steve, um, overarching Mm -hmm. kind of high-level view of biblical theology, and then you can get down really narrow and just say, um, let's do a small biblical theological study on what does, um, how do we see the divinity of Christ in the Gospel of John? Can be a theme. You're you're stretching out through. You're finding you're finding that thread and following it throughout the Gospel of John. Mm-hmm. But in, in general, I think that Nathan, the word you said, progressive, I think is helpful in the sense that we see that um, we see more of God revealed as we go out throughout Scripture. We see more of the Gospel revealed. You see a small part of it in Genesis three fifteen. Yeah. Um. The, there's a sense in which we see something of Christ being spoken of, promised, prophesied in Genesis three fifteen, where right. God comes to Adam and Eve and says, um, you know, confronts them for their sin in the garden. And then he says that that Eve would have a uh, a seed, a child one day who would crush the serpent's head, even have his as his heel would be bruised. Mm-hmm. And we see this now more clearly as the revelation of God's word has unfolded over time that this is Jesus. Now, the name Jesus wasn't given there in Genesis, but it's progressively revealed right. um, throughout Scripture. And so what we see, I think, is um, the new covenant in Christ has always been the focus. It's just been progressively more and more revealed up until when Christ came. Mm-hmm. And so when we're looking in the old, uh, old Testament and we see that the Jews were living, the Israelites were living in the old covenant. We see that that was still a shadow it was still pointing to something greater. It was always meant to be pointing to Jesus, mm-hmm. always leading us to every sacrificial system, every law, every part of the Bible, Jesus himself says is about him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so it ultimately ends there. And so we have to ask the question, when we look at this biblical theological thread of the principle, and then we see how it, uh, the precepts or the ideas or the ways of expressing our faith in God has um, been made more clear. Now it's focused on Christ. Um, Jesus himself and his life, his death, his resurrection, his reign and promised return. All of this now is the fullness of the gospel. We see, uh, was it Augustine who said that the, um, the gospel or the new covenant itself was in the old concealed? Mm-hmm. And the Old Testament is in the New Testament revealed. Yeah. Like we see it more clearly now. So we understand the Old Testament better when we read it in light of the new testament Mm -hmm. and what is focused on jesus Mm -hmm. and we look at that we see that um we have to ask the question i believe since jesus has come what does that do to the commandments what does that do to these rituals what does that do to these promises and oftentimes it just intensifies them Um, and sometimes it 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 changes directions and sometimes um it it, there's a, a kind of um Abrogation, where it's done, where it's like he, Jesus has fulfilled it. So we no longer sacrifice animals um, for atoning for our sins because Jesus has been sacrificed. Mm-hmm. And yet right. we do give ourselves up as a kind of living sacrifice, as, mm-hmm. as in Romans 12. So it's just, it's different. Um, and so I think See that,
1: our podcast on the law for more. Yes.
0: <laughs> and so I, th- I think that the way we need to understand um, the difference between the Old Covenant um, specific signs like mm-hmm. the Sabbath, um and the new covenant um and the obedience to the law then we still keep the principle of it yeah. of orienting ourselves on Jesus um with renewing our faithfulness and our f- faithfulness to him our faith in him mm-hmm. but um just like we do no longer require circumcision or uh, require uh, people to keep the the um the Passover meal.
1: Mm-hmm. No
0: longer do we require, does God require people to keep the Sabbath
1: day? Right. So let me throw this wrench in your mechanism, your brain mechanism. It's not really a wrench, but it's a question. <clears throat> um, I I think, so I've had a few conversations since that sermon was preached. And um, if I could synthesize the kind of questions that people have had, I think it would be, they would be all at least connected to this one thing that um, I think everyone would say, yes, I see that If uh, as the Sabbath was a sign of the Old Covenant, I see that, that is, <clears throat> it was a shadow and that that precept as a sign is no longer um, in force, no longer binding for us, yeah. But... Isn't the principle connected back to creation and aren't creation, um, when, you know, in the New Testament, so use marriage, things that are connected back to creation are, are, they carry through all the covenants. So marriage was instituted at creation, one man, one woman tended to be for life. So, um, we see that reiterated in the New Testament. So the argument would be, isn't the same thing true for the Sabbath? Wasn't it something that God instituted at creation? He then took what he had instituted and used it as a sign in the Old Covenant, but since the, so the sign aspect of it is gone, but still as a new creation kind of ordinance, it's still binding on us because yeah. of that.
0: Yeah, I would say... Um a couple of things. One, that, um, we don't do that. And I don't know anybody who does that, um, in consistency with the Old Testament commands. For instance, think of the Sabbath itself. People who want to partake of and observe and obey and keep holy the Sabbath. Um, they often switch it to Sunday, not Saturday. Mm-hmm. And even if they keep it on Saturday or if they do it on Sunday, they still, um, what you just read earlier, Steve, from Isaiah, that we are to not give to idle chatter. Right. Uh, you can't even have idle talk. Like, um, And um, there is reasons and um, for those certain rules, but we don't keep them all today. Mm-hmm. Um, even for those people, most of the, I, that I know of, those who would call themselves Sabbatarians, they keep the Sabbath day, they want to, even if it's on a Sunday, they don't obey the, all those Old Testament laws in that way. Mm-hmm. So there's that. <clears throat> Secondly, I would say the history of the Sabbath um, being on a Sunday and being something that, um, well, Christians are supposed to do. They've always done this. They haven't always done that, actually. There's mm-hmm. no record of this really happening until Emperor Constantine and uh, the mid 300s. Um, and it just wasn't what the church, early church did. Right. Um, they, if they rested on Saturday, it was connected to their Jewish roots. But um, if they worshipped on Sunday, it was connected to their Christian faith,
1: and they probably worked all day and, and then worshipped in the evening.
0: Yes, um, and many of them had to. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, yeah, so they were they were forced to it. That's what they did. Right, and so um, there's that. And then I would say um, that the principle uh, of the Sabbath does connect back to the creation itself. I think it, because it connects back to the person of God Himself, and what I tried to show in that message. On the fourth commandment is that God resting um, wasn't because He needed it. Um, it You mean He wasn't tired? He wasn't tired. Okay. No. Um, He He neither slumbers nor sleeps. It was uh, yeah. It was a lot of work, Hmm. um, but He exerted no energy in doing so. Um, He didn't have. He didn't get get depleted of (laughs) his strength, Um, and so it was a way of Him um, stepping back and ceasing from that creative work. To as so as to sit on the throne and above all that he had created as the sovereign one who rules over it. So I talked about that the person of God that we see in the fourth commandment is that he's the sovereign creator, sustainer, ruler, and restorer of all things. Mm -hmm. And so that's still true in ways that we can showcase that we should. And sometimes I think that means we should rest. I think a practical way to do that is to sleep. Um, I was telling Steve, last night I had a hard time sleeping because my mind was racing with a bunch of different questions and thoughts and, and ideas. Um, but sometimes that's lacking faith in my part. I don't rest well physically because mm-hmm. I don't rest well mentally or emotionally because I'm not resting in the Lord and trusting him in his sovereign care. Yeah. So for us to trust and rest in and trust in the sovereign care of the Lord Jesus, um, to submit to him in that, um, to, to see that the salvation rest that we have in Christ is something that we should give us. I don't have to perform. Jesus performed for me. Mm -hmm. And so I'm not trying to earn something from God. um, And I don't have to try to earn something from my fellow humans because God has already promised me abundant grace. And that one day there will be a perfect rest and the new heaven and earth. Amen. And so that's our our hope. Mm -hmm. And so I think that principle still applies even if you do or do not take a day of rest but then, lastly, I would just say principally uh, or practically, maybe I should better say, um, I think it is healthy to take a day of rest. Mm-hmm. Um, I um, often don't rest as well as I should. And I don't think we need a command um, from the Old Testament under the Old Covenant to tell us to do that. Mm-hmm. I think that there are other um, theological <laughs> understandings that God doesn't sleep, so I can. God yeah. doesn't need rest. But I do. I'm created. I'm a created being, not yeah. the creator. I'm not sovereign. He is. Right. And rest because of our theological understanding of who God is and what we have in Christ, not because we've been given a specific command. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. So in order to um, express and aid our, our God orientation, our Christ-centeredness, resting is often very necessary. helpful and necessary. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Steve? You're turning in scripture well, there. Yeah, I, I, just, I keep going it.
2: back to Hebrews four nine. Uh-huh. Yeah, uh, which says there remains a Sabbath rest for the people of God. But then he goes on to say what it is. For whoever has entered God's rest has also rested from his works, as God did from his. And yep. and I think we all agree that that rest from works isn't that. Oh well, we don't have to do any good works. Right. Or rather, that we are rested; we are resting from the effort of trying to earn our salvation by our good works, uh, of and even I might go so far as to say the, the effort of trying to do good works in our own strength, because we have been empowered by the Holy Spirit and can act in faith on the Holy Spirit that dwells in us. To do the good works that we indeed were created for, it says mm-hmm. in Ephesians two ten, and uh, so so there is a Sabbath rest for the people of God in this age, but it's the, the it's the rest to rest from the the effort of earning salvation by our works in the same way that God rested from His works mm-hmm. during creation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Now all that's to say, as, as you guys have both said that. We aren't opposed to taking, saying, you know, assigning a day of the week, let's just say, oh, I don't know off the top of my head, Sunday, <laughs> as a day that we devote to God. Uh, our entire, all of our life, our entire life should be devoted to God, right?
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And, and so I think there's wisdom in saying, hey, I'm going to take Sunday and reorient my life just as the hebrews were the israelites were yeah. to do to reorient my life to god and and i'm going to i'm going to gather with god's people for worship i'm going to to rest from what i do the other 6 days of the week if i can some mm-hmm. people have to work on sunday i know one dear brother that that has to often rush away from our worship gathering because he's mm-hmm. assigned to work on sunday but um, you know, if at all possible, I think that's a good day to say I'm going to uh spend my afternoon maybe taking a nap, but also maybe reading and meditating on God's word, praying, mm-hmm. and uh and spending time with my family, mm-hmm. being a good husband and a good father and and those kind of
1: things. Yeah. Yeah. Um I I think that's that's very good. Um so the The idea, then, is as a recognition of the principle that is revealed in the Sabbath back in Genesis, um, we would not obey the specific precept given in Exodus 20, but as a practice, a helpful practice, we might still do something that even looks similar to some kind of sabbath what others might call a sabbath day observance um that's right and the difference though would be if something comes up
2: i mean if if we have company for example mm-hmm. uh, well we're gonna have to do work yeah to uh entertain that company to mm-hmm. provide meals and and uh or you know who knows what if 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 nathan's cow gets out he might i might mm-hmm. need to go help him find he his cow in a or ditch. Yeah. Uh, whatever you know uh but and i think it's and, okay and we don't have to feel guilty about yeah. that we don't have to feel like we're sinning if that happens yeah, uh, right. as, as a general rule i think it's good to have a day of rest and a good a day that we devote to god but um maybe if it can't happen on sunday this week maybe i do it on tuesday
0: yeah And I th- and i think that it's okay also to even have strict policies about certain things Um, we had a really, really busy week this past week. And so, um, my wife said, Hey, how about we, other than Sunday morning and, uh, um, of this coming week and Wednesday night, piney family stuff, what if we just stayed home? And I said, that's great. And one of the rules we have at our house is our, our kids don't do schoolwork on Sundays. Mm -hmm. And, um, it's partly just to give them rest and to help them to focus and uh, to treat the Lord's day in a, in a special way to say that we're going to gather with the people of God and we're going to spend it resting with our family. So um, that's me saying that. And I don't believe that the um, um, Sabbath command is binding for me today, mm-hmm. but I, I still think there's good practices right. that we can enjoy yeah. and utilize and hold to.
2: And you didn't mention that in your sermon on Did Sunday because you didn't want people to put a biblical emphasis on it and say, oh, well, Pastor Jason said we should do this. You <laughs> yeah.
0: Know? Thus saith
1: the Lord. Yes. Well, how about this question? Um, Isn't it a great testimony and witness to the world when organizations, uh, (coughs) Chick-fil-A, take Sunday off because they believe that that day is the Sabbath day dedicated to the Lord? So isn't that evidence that this is something that God wants us to do?
0: That is a logical fallacy. My, we're doing that right now with our boys. They're going through a logical fallacy book, and they would point that out. I, I, and I, I say that
1: because... What sort of fallacy is this, Jason?
0: Of uh, It's probably multiple, but mm-hmm. I'll, I'll just say this. that um, Do
1: you deny that it is a common way of thinking, though?
0: About I do not deny thing? it's a common okay. way of thinking. It is a common way of thinking. Um, and I don't think it's entirely flawed. I just think that um, it can be a somewhat of a circular reasoning to say... Uh, because the, the Sabbath is good. Why? Because it witnesses about God. Why? Because we're showing that it's good. Mm-hmm. Why? Because it witnesses about God. And <laughs> <Yeah>. um, <clears throat> so I think, and I'm not saying that everybody makes that argument who, you know, or the Chick-fil-A says that. That's the one I I'm making Chick-fil-A right, go right go now away. for you to,
1: yeah. to tear down though. So. Um,
0: because <clears throat> I'd say that there are, um, that is a way to be countercultural. Mm-hmm. And so therefore, just people say, why do you do that? Well, because... Um I want to you know um obey God, okay well, go where does God command you to do that well, right here in the ten the ten Commandments, oh okay, I don't think that that is a um a biblical way to do it because as I said I believe that right. uh, exodus thirty one and Ezekiel twenty tell us that it is a sign in the old covenant we're no longer in the old covenant, mm-hmm. however, to say to somebody let's um let's say you um, it, it, it's even that way in the Old Testament though when it was in the Old Covenant and they were obeying, God said to them, I despise your Sabbath days. Yeah. Because they were, and Steve, you pointed this out uh, to me a while ago, that um, that, Isaiah. Well, yeah. um, You also gave me another passage as well, though. Um, I forget what it was. Well, I don't know what you're
2: talking about, so you got
0: to. Well, basically, that we can take just about any command and because of our twisted hearts we can make them about us and our glory and how good we are and isn't god pleased with us and doesn't the mm-hmm. world feel ashamed by us and that's what the pharisees did mm-hmm. and um and so we need to be careful on that now you can be obeying a command of god um, a good command and doing it wrongfully and with the wrong motivation and for the wrong purpose or you can do it with the right heart and for the right reasons um but i don't think that we get to say um that because something is countercultural. And because we can say it's because of our faith in Jesus, therefore that is itself a commanded witness to everybody mm do.
2: Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah. It, just because something's good doesn't mean that it is a, a command. precept or yeah. a command that everyone needs. And just because something's good for me doesn't mean it's necessarily something you should do. Right. I, I give a certain amount of money to the church each month. Mm-hmm. Uh I don't think that it's a command that, that Nathan and Jason need to give that same amount. Yeah. Um,
1: we should give much more. That's right. You should
2: because you're paid by the church as opposed to uh, yeah, a I, uh, different topic.
1: I think of uh, someone could say, um, because I want to live a Christ-centered life, and I want that to be obvious, I'm not going to have a TV in my house. Mm-hmm. and That will show the um, world. Yeah. And so family, neighbors, whoever, they're going to know that, that – um, my focus is on Christ, and I don't think this helps in that. It's gonna it's gonna be countercultural, um, and so and to that I say good, yeah, good. But and so, don't get self righteous about But that would be in the same category as mm-hmm. saying I'm gonna refrain from mm-hmm. certain activities on yes. Sundays. And,
0: yeah. and, my, and part of my um, thinking when I was preaching on the fourth commandment was to relieve people from feeling. Uh, uh, Al Muller said in his book about um, the Sabbath, one day he was washing his car on a Sunday. Mm-hmm. As a teenager and his mom came out and scolded him for doing such a thing. And um, he said, maybe she should have been scolding me on my idolatry of my car, <laughs> not on the breaking the Fourth Commandment. Right. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and I think that. I don't want people to feel like there are some people who work on Sundays. Uh there are some people who um who have they they need to prepare for certain things for Monday on Sundays or whatever it is.
2: You know, I have heard that there are some people that
0: actually labor in preaching on Sundays. Yes. Right. Yeah. Um and yes, and you know, there's um even those sabbatarians uh, would say that you can do works of of service and necessity. Mm-hmm. Um and so they would say, "Well, that's a work of service, work of right. a necessity. So do it." But um, that some people would say, "Go so far," and is to say that you shouldn't be going out to eat because um, on a Sunday, because you're forcing them to work mm-hmm. on a Sunday, even if they're not a Christian, their conscience is not bound. Which lines by
1: it. up with Exodus 20 that it, there right. is a concern for other people, uh, yep. enabling other people to rest. Right. So Sabbath it's a the consistency there. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, I just don't think it's warranted yeah. from Scripture. And I want to free people um, from feeling constrained when they don't need to be. And I want to keep people from burdening other people's consciences mm-hmm. um, when God has not said so. Mm-hmm. Amen. Right.
1: Yeah. And uh, I think that what um, what we'd like to, is to have things nice and clean cut. Mm-hmm. And here's, here's what you do. Here's what you don't do. What, but when we get down to how do you really observe the Sabbath, if you were going to do that, then it's still not clean cut, right. but what makes it really difficult is that we um, we are called to live Christ-centered lives and to show that and um, to be teaching our kids that, and so um, it it makes decisions more difficult in a way because um, it would be in a way easy to say, okay, Sunday is the Sabbath day, so we're not going to do any. Sports. We're not going to do certain. I'm uh, not going to work. Not going to watch TV. I'm um, not going to watch. Yeah. Um, and those, unless the could be on, right? good Christ honoring, Christ centered things that would testify to your kids. Hey, Christ is central to our life, mm-hmm. and it's evident in this particular thing. We're sacrificing this. We're not doing this. Um, but then, if if it would be really easy then if we understand, okay, the Sabbath is no longer in force, then we're free to do all these things whenever we want. And to um, then go so far as to essentially be never doing anything that shows that Christ is central Amen. other than um, we go to worship gathering once a month yeah. when we don't have something better to do. Um, and, you know, we don't say certain words and, um, but uh, the challenge now is to say okay how do we how do we demonstrate that Christ is central if we don't have this set command that we just you know simply follow yeah what helps uh, but, me to
0: renew my faithfulness in right, Christ and my
1: faith and to demonstrate Christ. it yeah. and to teach it mm-hmm. to our to our kids and so it's a challenging thing something that we um we can't ever rest and just say well we've got it covered because we're keeping this one day so my life is is Christ-focused. My my life is oriented on God. Um, and I think it's probably helpful to say in this podcast that this is something that we've been studying and talking about a lot over the last few weeks to the point that we are um, talking about how we probably need to rewrite what we have in our belief statement on the Lord's Day. The Lord's Day. Um, Not in its entirety, but... Yeah, part, yeah, just some some of the nuanced things. Um in particular about how the uh, sabbath day was changed by the early church to be on sunday that's actually not even historically accurate yeah um so we will probably send that out to the church whenever we get that rewritten mm-hmm. but um whenever jason gets that rewritten yeah. we'll send it out what? right yeah <laughs> but i uh, hope this has been helpful if you have further questions about it we Call would, Steve love for you to call Pastor Steve uh, now let one of us know you can email PRCPastors at PineyRidgeChurch.org that goes to all of us and we would be happy to continue the conversation until next time thank you for listening we have a new podcast
0: each week so be sure to subscribe on iTunes for more information about Piney Ridge Church in Wentzville Missouri visit us online at PineyRidgeChurch.org That's P-E-I-N-E, ridgechurch.org. You can also find us on Facebook and Twitter at Piney Ridge. That's all for today. We look forward to seeing you on Sunday morning.